it was scheduled to rain on Thursday and Friday. So the guy knows I'm a pastor. So he told me Wednesday we are coming. And I said, I will pray for good weather you come. So he came and that day, the forecast Thursday, there was no rain. Rain moved away. Praise God. So our prayer was answered. My wife and I, we went back. We stretched forth our hands and said, it shall not rain. Because Lord, we have to get this work done before the summer gets over. So the, the rain moved away on Thursday. Now come Friday. They were working from morning 7 a.m. And it's like afternoon. And then all of a sudden it said it's going to rain in an hour. Then I said, oh no. Because now if, if they choose not to come again, the work will be delayed. So I was like, okay, what do we do now? And there were six workers. You're okay, you, you like my story? Yeah, yeah there, were six, there were six workers. They all talk uh, Spanish, Mexican, you know. So, I, I, so I'm talking in my English and they understand half of it. You know, like we, we were conversing well, you know. And uh, the guy said, he looked at his phone and he said, going to rain. And I said, uh, I said, me praying. I said, standing next to them, me praying. And he said, rain, no good. I said, praying, okay. And then I started to pray. I was sitting there and praying. I was with them. Um, and all of a sudden, after 10 minutes, it started drizzling, you know, trickles of drops, okay. Started falling on me. First reaction, what do you do when you're in rain? You want to run away, right? You want to move to, so you don't get wet. I was sitting in my chair. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I was sitting in my chair. I got up to go. And those guys were ready to also go to find shade because it all of a sudden started drizzling. And it said it's going to rain for an hour according to the forecast. I was about to leave my chair. And I heard a voice. The voice said, you prayed for it not to rain. Now, why are you leaving your position? I said, hmm. I'm wavering in my faith. I'm wavering in what I believed for. I almost got up, okay? And I pulled myself back and I said, they were about to leave looking at me. So now he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. I sat back uh, and I, I said, I'm not leaving my position of faith. Come on now. I said, I'm not leaving my position of what I believed for. I held back to my chair. I was getting wet. You know, the drops were falling on me. And there was a big, thick black cloud. Okay. Right above our head. Um, and at the moment, he looked at me. The guy, his name is Jose. He looked at me. I looked at him. And I said, black cloud moving away. He said, he nodded his head. Exactly in like 10 to 15 seconds, the cloud just moved away. And the rain stopped. On the phone app, it still said, raining for an hour. So, hey, that's my testimony. But there is a learning from it. Just because you see, you don't see certain way things are happening the way you plan, don't leave your position. Don't leave your stance. You know, don't leave your rightful position. Come on now, Lord, Lord, we pray that you'll give us the grace that we won't move 
out of our own declarations. We will not move out of our own prayers. They will hold the chair back and we'll sit down and say, I have prayed for this. I have stood strong and tall for this. And I know my promise will be fulfilled. I won't give up. Lord, tonight I pray that that kind of testimonies will come in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. By the way, at the end, I, I shared the gospel to all the six. Oh, that's the nicer part I forgot to tell you. So I told them whole of my life story. I told them how, you know, I was about to kill myself and I was heard demonic voices saying, kill, kill, kill. And I told them how then I heard the voice of God saying, you can't do that. The life that you have is mine. These guys were all moved. They were actually about to cry grown up men, you know. And then I said, uh, uh, and the man kept saying, you're a good man. You're a good man. I said, yes, God is good, you know. And we ended up um, having conversation heart to heart. Them responding in, in, uh, in Spanish, me talking in English. So it was a nice 45 minutes conversation. At the end of it, he was, he was like, oh, I like, I like. And I said, you pray and you talk to the Lord. And I said, you should come to church sometime. And he's like, uh, English, no good. You know, he doesn't want to come. But I said, you just cry out to this Lord, Jesus. And the, some of the guys, that was the boss saying. And the guys were like, yes, see, see. You know, and they were like, yes, we are going to do that. I'm like, God bless you. And they all left. So, wow, what a chapter about Hezekiah's life we studied. That was powerful. Okay. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Ah, this is going to be good. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, pray then like this. I'm reading from the ESV. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wow, you can be seated. Now, Jesus is teaching his disciples, the Lord, and he's saying, for them, he's telling them, this is how you need to pray. Okay? He's saying, pray like this. Our Father in heaven. So first and foremost, he's giving a lesson or a teaching on how to pray. He's saying, first and foremost, you address God as your Father. That is very powerful. Our Father in heaven. And he says, Hallowed be your name, revered be your name, very revered, you know, like uh, blessed be your name. Okay, then verse 10 says, your kingdom come. Jesus is telling his disciples to pray to the Father, pray and say your kingdom come. Jesus is the son of God. Okay, he's a king, correct? Now he's here on earth. Yet he's saying, pray your kingdom come. 
I feel like I have spoken about this somewhere, but I'm I'm led by the spirit to touch upon this. This is going to be a link to where we are going in few weeks. This is very important because application into our life, enforcing and implementing God's will is very important. Say it's very important. You have to be violent in the spirit, not with your fists. Violent in your spirit, in your heart. to make sure you achieve the will of god in your lives in our lives so jesus is telling his disciples your kingdom come hey now my question my immediate reaction is jesus you are here so basically you're telling me your kingdom is not here we have to still pray that your kingdom has to come valid question so you're here but you're still telling us to pray your kingdom come Now let's apply that in our general sense too. He might be with you in the room through his presence in you around you. Just the way he's saying I want to tell you that he still requires you to say your kingdom come even though he's in your midst. Why? I'll answer my own question because these are the questions I ask the Holy Spirit. Kingdom means king's dominion. Right? He's saying your dominion come. God Jesus is saying that we have to ask his dominion to come. Meaning the dominion of heaven can come to the earth wherever you are. So now I'm understanding why I'm talking about this. So when I sat on the chair and I was about to leave my position I wanted to run away. What was I doing? I was not taking dominion. I was leaving my position of faith and dominion and I was running off to my old self that I have prayed but i don't know if it is answered hey come on now talk to me i have prayed but i don't know if it is answered and that was my thinking at that very moment and my immediate human reaction was leave the chair run under an umbrella or run to the side of your house because i was not holding on to the dominion that is given to me through prayer you see here hey now we are already enjoying this word it's already shifted jesus said pray like this pray then like this he was teaching his disciples you know what you pray you become can somebody say an amen? amen not in the religious way some people keep praying for centuries uh, i mean they are not alive for a whole century but they pray for years together and then they say nothing happened but the question is then did you really pray like the way the lord taught you to pray but if you will align yourself to the way people on zoom if you will align yourself to pray the way jesus is teaching our lord is teaching us to pray he is basically telling you have dominion come on touch your neighbor and say have dominion and this dominion what he's saying is not that you have to 
all of a sudden bring dominion on your own. No, no, no. He's actually saying, let your kingdom come. Meaning God, you're telling God, God, I want to have dominion in this area of my life. Maybe I don't have it, but I'm asking yours, your dominion to come in this area of my life. I'm not saying I'm very self-righteous. You know, I am authoritarian. I impress my dominion. No, that's not what he's teaching us. He's teaching us that you can be so connected and so dependent. Everybody said dependent. You can be so dependent on this God that you can tell him, God, I don't have dominion over this. I don't have even control over this. I don't know how to change this situation in my life. But I'm asking your, you're a king. I'm asking your dominion, your kingdom to come. And what I'm doing is a simple act of praying. What is Jesus teaching? Are you all with me? Jesus is teaching become a connection point. He's teaching his disciples to become a connection point. Everybody, come on. The Lord was teaching his disciples become a connection, a vehicle. A vehicle means something that brings one thing to another place, right? Like a car, a bus. He, he was teaching his disciples, you guys should address God, not as God anymore. You have to address him as your father. You change the posture of your heart before him. You're not looking at him as a dictator. You're not looking at him as somebody who is like commanding you to do things. But you're changing the posture of your heart out of religion into an eternal covenanted relationship with him and you look to him and say my father in heaven I want your dominion right now on earth in the areas of my life where I lost control this is a connection point to Hezekiah's preaching he could change things he said remember me but what Jesus is teaching us is he's saying you have a relationship living relationship with your father in heaven and he's saying, depend on that. Wow. He's saying, depend on that to move things for you in your own life. And he's saying, now ask this king of kings, this lord of lords, this king of glory. Okay, you ask him and say, my father, let your dominion, your dominion, your kingdom, your authority, your power, let your dominion come. And here is this. This is this one sentence. Your kingdom come. Meaning you. Okay. This is what statement I want. You. 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 you all of you and me. We are a vehicle. Transportation service. You are a transportation service. For heaven's dominion to come on earth. Okay. I'll give you a few seconds. Yes, on earth you have to fall sick and you have to die. But in heaven, it's a different dominion. Can you cancel sickness in your body because you are connected to heavenly dominion? You can. 
That's a place we all say amen. Can you enforce the dominion of heaven into earth? He answers that question right here. Your, he's teaching us not just to pray. The prayer becomes a vehicle. We become a vehicle, a transportation service. For what? Your will be done. Everybody say, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Meaning, this king has a will. For you and for me. You see, when we hear these words, the Bible says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm, harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. They are plans. Every plan of God has the will of God. Okay? The, the plan of God contains the will, the heart of God. And the moment you know this plan, and the moment you know this will, you have to push it into completion. Or else, they can remain as plans. But if a will is enforced, it is pushed into completion. Verse 10 says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. Meaning, the will of God is something that needs to be done. Everybody say done. Open your mouth and say, Let the will of God be done in my life. I'm taking you, there are layers to this word, on earth as it is in heaven. In another version it says, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Okay, mark this, I want you to go and read this scripture again at home after the service, you will have more revelation. Meaning, God in heaven, okay, now we are going to make it dramatic. God in heaven, um, if we go to heaven, not, not right now, you know, I don't mean like people dying and going to heaven. I meant if you go visit heaven, like you visit Canada or you visit India or visit Malaysia or wherever, you know, if you visit heaven, what you see, what you see around God, is not just his creation. What you see around him is his will that is done. Okay, think about it. Meaning, if you enter the atmosphere of heaven, when you begin to sense that the, uh, the air, the atmosphere is so refreshing and you feel the gold on which you're walking, and you see the angels in perfect harmony. Everywhere you see things blooming. Everywhere you see life. You know what that is? It is nothing but God's will has been done around him. And that place where his will is done is called as heaven. Okay? That means 
the will of god is not in his heart anymore it has been fulfilled out of his heart into action implementation and the bible is saying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven meaning heaven is heaven because the will of god is done and then jesus is giving us a formula or a principle or a lifestyle i i i like the word lifestyle a better he's giving a lifestyle for his people called by his name to practice and he's telling us to say you and i can become the vehicles or the transportation service of god's will in earth in our dominion for us to implement it and he's saying if we begin to push god's will to be done in our life we can change it to heaven right so now god's will is done in heaven that is why it's called heaven earth is called earth because god's will is not yet done ready for this we shift the gear now you and i who are we ambassadors of christ children of if you believe it say it you are a children of god that's why jesus said pray like this our father meaning you are his daughter son children we are his we belong to him so what he did there he wants you to do it on earth in a similar fashion now god says i have plans for you right watch this how how these things work okay his plans are for you and me now if you find that plan of god for your life that is also contains the will of god that means now you have the license you have the permission to not keep that will of god which is for your life to remain in your heart just like he in heaven has completed it around him you are still with me people online so you have to release the will of god out of your heart to everything around you and push it to fulfillment and to do that you have to ask his dominion to come upon your life because dominion is the force that pushes the will to be accomplished are you is this too much or you are you are able to connect the dots yeah. come on please talk to me you are all very quiet today yeah. people on zoom people on zoom wave at me okay 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 so basically the will of god in heaven is done but now we have to pray that the will of god in our life is done on earth now go to luke chapter 17 kerobo santa ribrakasi tarayata zelemenemeko sontorobo luke chapter 17 okay 
Luke chapter 17 verse 20 and 21. I'm showing you something what every one of us need to do to bring the dominion of God and to push the will of God into fulfillment. You have to fight for it. I think, I think somewhere what God is asking me to do through these His Nearness meetings is to really stir you up. Do you, do you feel? Yeah. I'm stirring you up. You know, have you heard people say, ah, let's go, God's will be done. Yeah. Come on, have you heard that? You know, when somebody is very sick at the point of their, at the point of death, they come to so-and-so and they say, oh, this person is very sick. And the next person you hear them say, such a very nice, comforting, religious statement. They will say, God's will be done. Hey, what is God's will at that moment? Health, divine health, healing. Why don't you fight for it? That's the... <laughs> no, I, I don't want to... I don't want to go preaching like that. But but I'm saying, why don't you take a minute and say, hey, what is God's will for me? Rather than just saying, God's will be done. But the question is, who is doing God's will? That's what I'm, I'm provoking all of us. God's will is done in heaven. And that's why heaven looks like heaven because he has completed it. Your life and my life, we have to accomplish things. Only then heaven comes into our life. And God, in fact, has put his will and he asks you to pray for what? Dominion, to push that will into existence. And blessed are those who know this secret. Say an amen. amen. You and I are getting to know this secret today. You know that we can ask the Lord, like he said, Father, not because of my righteousness. When you turn your posture to God, in a different way and say, my father in heaven, I love you, I respect you. You are my everything. You are my father. Change of that posture and then you pull on his dominion. Our dominion, maybe an ant will move. You know, maybe an ant or two ants we can kill and you know, you can just change something. But uh, you can do more. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I'm saying, but when you pull on his dominion, it is not your dominion. It is his dominion. And then you say, this will of yours that is in my life, I need to bring it to pass. And then we don't, we don't say statements like others saying, God's will be done. You know, oh brother, oh sister, God's will be done. What do you mean? You are basically saying, I don't care what's going to happen next. I don't want to take responsibility of anything anymore. I just want to give a blanket statement. Oh, oh, that's okay. Everything will go on. You just want to say that. And the way you will say it is, God's will be done. And yet Jesus is saying, God's will will not just simply be done. He said the violent, what? Take it by force. Violent in the spirit. You have to get violent in the things of the spirit. Can I tell you why? Because right now on earth, there is a guy who stole it from our ancestors and he's basically saying this is mine I have dominion here but when you come back through his dominion and when he opposes you that is when you call on the dominion of the father 
and then you say, I enforce the will of God. You know why? I am his property. And in this, you know, let me, let me, let me make it more dramatic. Say, you know, whatever Satan tries to, you can say, okay, Satan, you can do anywhere, whatever you want, but me, yeah. this, yeah. this <laughs> hair, body, you know, this whole place, this belongs to him. I am his property. In this, the dominion and the reign of God and the will of God should be established. Then I say, you back off because this is his property. That way, when you posture before Satan, he has to bow down to it. Because you're not fighting in your own authority, but you're fighting in his. So, now let's read Luke chapter 17, verse 20. Is this helping somebody? Okay, okay. Being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come. Watch this, this is so powerful. He answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. <laughs> I want to read it one more time. It's really very powerful. Being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come. They asked Jesus, Lord, when is the kingdom of God coming? He answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Oof. Meaning, you can't sit on a chair and with your with your binoculars, you know, like kingdom of God is coming. Is this the cloud that's bringing the kingdom of God? You know, kingdom of God is not coming like that. No way you will know where it is coming from. And then he says, nor will they say, look, here it is. Or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. In another version it says, the kingdom of God is within you. Wow. That means the dominion. I'm just helping you to see your identity. The dominion of God, the kingdom of God is in us. The will of God is in us. You with me? You have to bring it out to completion. Please, I have seen people and now I'm coming to this understanding and reality that people who sit and wait, God's will be done, I'm praying something will happen somewhere, are actually misguided. And actually Satan has taken much advantage of it. And where people are still sitting and just waiting and waiting and waiting. That is why Jesus said, prayer is the vehicle. He said, ask, seek, and knock, right? Why did he say that? When you ask, you're using your mouth, your tongue, your voice. It's crying out. It's saying, Lord, help me, whatever it is. Ask. Then he said, seek. Next level, your heart begins to seek. Means your whole mind, your heart, your whole soul is involved in that exercise. You're not only asking now, you're seeking. Then he said, knocking. Wow. Now you're not only asking, you're seeking, and now you're even, meaning your whole entire being. It's pulling on God. It's getting desperate for God. 
and it is in that posture mamrati kariya taraba that all of a sudden you will have somewhere in that asking seeking and knocking you will realize the dominion of god you will realize the will of god which is shut inside of you and you begin to declare it you begin to proclaim it you begin to wage a war violence in your spirit if it looks like dance you will dance if it looks like screaming shouting singing rolling whatever it is you begin to exhibit that because all of a sudden what is happening this asking seeking and knocking is breaking open your dimension of your flesh and releasing your spirit man to release the will and the dominion of god here on earth to transfer it to to change it to transform it to heaven and all of a sudden you will not be comfortable for everything you won't say it is okay but you will say no this has to change this stagnant thing in my life has to move my finances has to be released my health has to be blessed my marriage has to be blessed my you know my 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 wisdom has to grow every area you're beginning to release that kera basakar come on everybody open your mouth and begin to pray and this kind of teaching satan hates it because he you know what he loves he loves passive passivity the god of this world he has a way of keeping people passive he wants to push people into passivity and that is actually the reason we are not in revival i mean i'm not we i mean the whole christian community community is a wrong word to use i mean the christian circle or those or or let me say it like this those who love the lord somewhere he has convinced people god loves you god is good which is there's nothing wrong it's true but somewhere we have convinced ourselves we don't have to fight for it anymore and because of that he has introduced a passivity where you can be so loaded in the spirit but yet you will say it is okay for you to sit down it is like me praying that prayer ferociously for a day hey i didn't pray for 10 minutes i prayed for the whole day okay now don't tell me that was i really believed and when the time of action came when few drops trickled i said mm, let me go and then the voice of god had tell me you prayed for it and how quickly have you moved out of your position i didn't take dominion and i said okay thank you jesus for your voice i sat down and said no i sit back in my dominion i take my stance by force i said no if it's going to rain let it rain on me i said god it should not rain i don't know about them those six people don't believe but me i'm different i have to see a difference in my life so god they don't want it to rain but if it rains it has to rain on me too now and i know and i know heaven's dominion was being transported at that very moment because i i was becoming a vehicle for god's movement in that very second sabariya taraka sikatala baha can you become that vehicle for your loved ones can you become that vehicle for your own self come on today i want you to get into action 
Karabasi karianta lebo selobo rianto. Zente broze rakasita rabasi koturabaha. Zereber. Come on, open your mouth. Begin to pray. People on Zoom, I want you to pray. Oh, let not your dreams remain as dreams. Dreams push you into action. Dreams, dreams should push you into action. Sakari. After you asked, you're sought, you're knocked, then you can wait on God. Some, you know, what the enemy has done now is makes people go passive and they're just waiting, waiting, waiting. No, 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 no. You change the trajectory of your life. You say, God, I'm not sitting and waiting. I am fighting for what is mine. And the moment you begin to fight like that, what is inside of you, you will all of a sudden discover that the kingdom, the dominion of God is in you. It's not coming from the outside. It's inside of you. And that's why Jesus said, oh, you know, you, you know, after that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. And he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is all this? You know, in fact, God was saying, don't stop. Stop looking at outside. Look into yourself what my spirit is doing inside of you. Become violent. Stir up the spirit of God. This is what Paul's words. Stir up that what is inside of you so that God can begin to flow out of you. Come on, everybody open your mouth and begin to pray. I want to push you. I want to push you to the authority that God has for you. That you will not let go of your position in the spirit. 